Welcome back to the Streaming Surviving Podcast by The Mav Show. I am your host, Mav. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I just recorded this intro probably 20 times. <laughs> I don't know why I can't say streaming, surviving. Do you know? It, it's fine. It gets difficult. We've got a really cool episode for you guys today on this episode of the podcast. We've got a friend, True Vanguard, who, if you don't know, is a very well-known creator in the Destiny community and the YouTube community. And now in the event creating community, he has created his own PvP event, which is super freaking cool. He's also a dad, husband, and just a really nice guy. There's a lot more than I thought that he did. So we kind of dive into it. We kind of dive into, as many of you guys know, I am super pregnant. And so I ask a lot of those kind of questions. <laughs> Here we go. diving into our episode with True Vanguard. As you guys know, I am super pregnant. That means that the podcast is only going to be every other week until summer. And then uh, probably I, I'll announce what month, probably May or June, depending on what's going on, is when it will be every Monday. So Mondays are going to be podcast days. If we add more shows to it, we might add more shows to it. A lot of cool stuff in the pipeline. But I also want to take a second and thank our community. You guys, if you are just tuning in or if you have tuned in all along, or if you've been on my many year adventure on the internet, thank you so much for giving me the time. Give me your time coming over. Uh, even Patreon. Big shout out to our community over at Patreon. Thank you so much for enjoying the podcast enough to even add your information and join up on the crew there. I really appreciate that. I have appreciated all of the feedback. So far, it's been really positive. I've got a little bit of criticism on just grammar. <laughs> so if you see anything that looks weird or anything, let me know. I, I welcome it. I want this to be a conversation and I hope you have a wonderful day if you are on your way to work, or if you are on your way to an epic battle because you're listening while you're gaming, appreciate you guys so much. Let's uh, let's just dive in. We're going to be chatting with True Vanguard. If you don't know who he is, he is a dad, a husband, a gamer, an event planner. Now he's he does it all, and he's so super nice and extremely humble. And we're going to uh, talk to him about literally everything. We talk about childbirth, we talk about PvP, <laughs> we talk about all of it. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and here we go. Okay, we are officially recording. Oh my gosh, I have the famous, <laughs> well-known <laughs> internet celebrity, True Vanguard here. The podcast. Hello, Mav. It's so good to talk to you. Always a joy. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. Like, yes, this has been—it's been so fun. It's been crazy how 
positive it's been actually. Mm -hmm. Everyone's been pretty awesome and just suggesting people. And you were one of the first people to, I actually thought of to come on the podcast. <laughs> um, not only because uh, just like your perspective on controversial topics like PVP, even though that's not like <laughs> life-changing controversial, um, uh -huh. you're, the way you think about things is like super refreshing and it, it's and it's a voice I think that no one really shares. So that is some, that is like that. a big thing. And your dad, and we're I'm about to have a baby. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. <clears throat> oh my gosh, it's gonna be insane. This kid's gonna be wild. I believe it. <laughs> that's a good thing though. I have a lot of character. I got my boys like that. He's he's uh he's sort of a beat, it marches to the beat of his own drum, but he's 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 got so much character. And so sometimes that means he's really wild, but other times it's like he's so in tune with, I don't know, um, like people's feelings because of how, I don't know, how outward he is. He can sort of sense that. So he's he's he plays the room really well. He knows people well. Aww, I like that about him. What a little schmoozer. Yeah, he's a people person for sure. <laughs> okay, so True Vanguard is on the podcast. Give us a little like TLDR quickly about like what who you are, what you do. Um, and then we'll kind of dive into that because I've known you for <laughs> ever, many years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, yeah. But I don't actually know how you started in all of that. So we'll get into sure. that. Sure. Yeah. So my sort of genesis, I guess, from there to here. Um, you know, I, I used to work for uh, I worked for a number of different nonprofit organizations, um, and so my heart was really there. Uh, my schooling was all um, was sort of biblically rooted, but it was really focused on like the counseling side of things. And um, I, I've I've worked with people for a long time, and I really enjoyed that. But um, when I started making content, it was because I happened to be doing a lot of counseling for young people, like teens, and I found that that was one thing I had in common. Like that's <laughs> teenagers are terrifying, by the way, they're horrifying. <laughs> they're so scary. Like, I'm really terrified to go to a, a high school. Like, I don't know. I know. <laughs> I know teens are so scary. So I had to sort of like find ways to relate to them. And I found, you know, I like video games and they like video games. And so, um, I had this idea that maybe I could make a video to, you know, show off, maybe show off a little bit of my PVP stuff I'm doing, but also kind of help them figure it out because they want to be better at this game. And so that was like why I first made content. It was like I was trying to connect with these teens that I was working with. And it was and it worked. Like a lot of them were like, oh, that's so cool. And it led to a lot of really great conversations and breaking down walls. But um at the same time, I was a huge Halo nerd. Yeah. And uh, a huge uh, a huge Bungie supporter. <laughs> and I was on Bungie.net forever. Um and so I sort of had a reputation for being on the forums as just a generally helpful person. I like to help people solve problems and learn new things. And so since I was making these videos for these teens, um, eventually I would be in these conversations on the forums where people were trying to learn something new. And I'd be like, you know what, I could tell you, but I, I actually have a video I made that sort of shows it better. And I would link them to it. And people oh. would trust that link because... No, I had a reputation back in the day, there helpful. aren't really crazy, fishy links. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like a, hey, come sub to my channel. It was, oh, that's True Vanguard. I know him. He's on the forums all the time. He's just trying to help me out. I'll click the link, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, those videos just started taking off, and they got more and more traction. And, you know, long story short, I'm I'm here now. Do you remember the programs you used to use? 
Oh my god! I have to know. <laughs> like trying to take a drink. <laughs> oh yes. So I, I um I downloaded this like software, this app on my phone. It was like I don't know. It's one of the early like um, iPhone. I don't know four. So I don't know. But it was just like a a app you would use for recording notes to yourself. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like if you yeah, wanted like, to remember something, you would just speak like into your audio, phone and it would record like a, it like, like an audio a, file. Sure. Yeah, and so I, I downloaded that, and I would watch my gameplay and speak into my phone to record commentary, oh. um, like on my lunch breaks. Yeah. And I would use the um, the nonprofit I was working for at the time that had a, a work computer for me. It was just this old iMac, and it had this old version of iMovie on it. And so wow. I, would, I would just copy <laughs> before, like when I was getting ready for work, what I would do is I would just copy files from the PlayStation, because you could do that. Um, you still can just copy them onto a thumb drive um, that you would save on your console. And then I'd just take the thumb drive with me to work. And on my lunch break, I'd plug it into the, my work computer, put the gameplay in that old iMovie software <laughs> and talk into my phone while watching it and trying to time everything correctly. Cause I didn't know how to edit audio at the time. Yeah. Cause there wasn't like a, it wasn't like how it is now, like back in the, like no. 2007 was the first actual iPhone. <laughs> like it hasn't mm-hmm. been that long. No. Oh my god. So I'm just kind of winging it, you know. So that's how I started. <laughs> oh my gosh. How was it just like just editing on it was it kind of like iMovie? Like because I didn't start I used iMovie in 2014, 13. Uh-huh. So like oh my god. <clears throat> the basics of iMovie really have stayed the same. Like you could honestly Pretty basic. I mean, I'm going to be real. I, I use um, a number a number of different programs. I use like the Adobe Creative Suite. I use uh, uh, Final Cut. But there's been times where I'm like on the road and I have this MacBook Pro that I take with me. It's got the latest version of iMovie on it. People can't tell the difference. Yeah. I mean, for just basic stuff, like throw a little bit of gameplay and some commentary in, like, it works just fine. Man. So then, so then, okay, so then what happened? Did you just decide like, wow, this is like really fun and awesome. And, and now I have a million subscribers. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we kind of got debated initially because, um, well, okay. So here's the thing. Um, I loved the work that I was doing. It was really rewarding, really fulfilling, but we were starting our family and it's a real challenge because you, you work 40 hours a week, but then you also don't work 40 hours a week because when you come home, uh, I mean, it was a very realistic a very realistic scenario to sit down at the dinner table with my wife who I haven't seen all day and get a phone call. And it's my daughter is talking about suicide. Can you, can you come over? Like we're just desperate for help. And uh, you don't say, no, I'm having dinner with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> say, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'll be right there. You, you take that uh, home really. Right. Like you are the yeah. on call help support. That's right. So, um, so, you know, we had to do house visits, uh, events, all kinds of things. And it was just really demanding. So, uh, we saw that my hobby on the side was starting to to generate income that was comparable to you know what I was making uh, at YouTube? my job. Yeah, at the time it was just YouTube. Um, how was I wasn't really doing the streaming thing yet. Yeah, how was YouTube back then? Because like, what what is like if you want if you share as much as you would like, but like, what does sure. income on YouTube look like in two thousand and what twelve? 
right? 2000, that's, oh man, that was, oh my gosh. <laughs> Throwing out these these years, I'm like, that's not right. Is that right? That's so right. It's right, right? Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just like ballparking because I was in college and that was when it kind of, that, that YouTube kind of started and like yeah. iMovie was like a thing and, and iPhones and stuff. So like, what did that mm-hmm. look like? Was that like, oh, I had 500 subscribers and I'm like, and I could pay my electricity bill, like sick. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it got to the point where we could, at the at the end of the of each month on YouTube, it was like, yeah, we could pay our mortgage and you know a couple of grocery runs with with just YouTube money. Like that's wow. That you're like that seems pretty reasonable. Like if that's part time, that you could potentially make a transition. You know double or even triple the number of uploads you have in a month and and it could take over as your main thing but we wanted to be cautious obviously um you know it's at that time like everyone's like go go do youtube full-time that's crazy ryan you don't do that people don't do that (laughs) even today you tell people you're doing youtube full-time and they're like uh i know what that is but like what (laughs) i could only (laughs) imagine yeah so um yeah, I mean, it, it got to the point where it, it looked like a pretty reasonable option. And then I, um, through a number of other stories, I ended up in a clan called Resolute and made some great friends there. And I, I had That's not, clan. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even know that Twitch existed. I didn't know live streaming video games was a thing at the time. Sure. Because I was just, gaming for me was always a, okay, late at night, I'm going to sit down on my couch and I'm going to play and I'm going to I'm gonna shoot some people and it's going to be fun. And that was you know, the extent of my, I don't know, social gaming. So I didn't know there was sort of this live broadcasting aspect to it too. So um, when I got into the Clan Resolute and I kind of found out that people were streaming their gameplay, I was like, oh, tell me more about that, you know? And that was my first introduction to Twitch was actually watching a Resolute, a Team Resolute clan scrimmage in Destiny 1. And I was like, this is is interesting. This is pretty cool. Oh, God, that seems like so far away, but it really is not. I know. And eventually, uh, one of my friends, uh, KJ Hovey, who some people might be familiar with, great guy, uh, had suggested to me that I, I might consider streaming my gameplay too. And so I, I, I did. And at the time, that meant sitting on a coffee table in front of a 42-inch <laughs> you know, TV. I didn't know anything about gaming monitors. I still actually remember, now, now that I mentioned this, this that is neither like here nor there. <laughs> beginning yeah. office too, because like, That's just right. team coffee table. That's right. And uh, I remember this stream. I was, I was in the middle of a trial stream with Hovi when my first gaming monitor I ever purchased was shipped to my front door. Do you remember what it is? And I, it was a BenQ. Oh, a yes. BenQ. And I hooked it up. <laughs> I hooked it up like in between trials ma- matches while I was still live streaming. <laughs> I, I still remember that. And things evolved from there, you know. Wow. But we got so debated because I don't know if you remember this. When trials... Um, went live in Destiny 1. Like, the numbers you could pull in for being a no... And I don't use this term offensively, but for being a nobody like I was back then was insane. Like, I was... I was what I would consider a nobody. I had not made a name for myself, but I I would queue up a trial stream. I wasn't partnered on Twitch. I had only been on Twitch for, like, a month at that point. And I remember having 3,000 viewers and thinking, this seems like a lot of people, I guess. (laughs) it's like this seems like a lot of people i guess and then um you know i started to do the math and i was like wait wait wait. so people are generally holding um you know double their average viewer count that's how many subs they're generally sitting at roughly 
And I was like, holy cow, that's in, what? what? <laughs> I just had a 3,000 viewer stream. If that's if that's for real, I could have 6,000 viewers. I'm going to be rich, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, holy cow, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> and so I got partnered as Trials was, I guess it had peaked and it was kind of coming back down. And then I didn't want to be like a give me money kind of person. So I just, I didn't do sub raffles um, until like way late in the game. I was just like, anybody... And so, oh God, I can remember like even back when all of the trials started, like it was like a completely different thing because you everyone has to remember, like back then it was Call of Duty, like that was the PvP Mm -hmm. scene on Twitch, that was the PvP scene in general. Everyone who played Call of Duty, what was this freaking Destiny game? Because it was either Halo or Call of Duty, like that was it. (laughs) Yeah, so when when trials came out for Destiny, I remember it was insane. And it was so different and it was yeah, it was huge. It was pretty life changing for a lot of players mm-hmm. because like I know you're pretty big in PvP and a bunch of other people were and just to see that sort of change every just change the whole game. Like it wasn't just like yeah. raiding. It was like, okay, at the weekends no one raids because everyone's playing PvP. That's right. <laughs> And we, I remember playing PvP with uh you. I remember doing trials uh, we did some trials passages. Yeah, I remember actually I got one night. I well, you say that, but I remember thinking, and I I said so. I was like, "Holy cow, she's good! Like she can use a gun." I remember a trials passage I did. It was you, me, and and Geek oh, on Rusted yeah. Lands in Destiny One. I still remember that night. That was that was fun. Dude, Geek is so good. I can't wait. She is good. I can't yeah. wait. I'm so glad she's back in Destiny because like we've been playing PvP together, and it's been really fun, but. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. But I never capitalized on the um, the trials sub raffles thing like a lot of people did. Sure. And so my subscriber base never like took off. And like I said, that's that's why we were really cautious before I ever made a transition into going full time. So I was like, oh, these numbers just I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm not getting all it. these viewers, but no one's paying. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and I realized it's because I wasn't charging them. <laughs> oh man. No, but. But that's okay. I, we 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 made a really great positive community that ended up being the seed community for what we have today, and I uh, loved it. You have an amazing community. Holy, smokes. I love our people. You have the you probably have the sweetest bunch of of folks that I've ever met because, like, I mean, you get a, a bunch of different types of personalities following a bunch of different types of personalities, and your audience is a lot like you are mm-hmm. as a person. Um, just sort of like kind of chill, laid back, kind of funny, just kind of does his own thing. That's sort of like who your community is. And it's been interesting sure. to sort of like see that because like, like crafty, for example, goofy, sweet guy, but really fucking weird. And so <laughs> is his community, but they're awesome, but they're weird. Right. They embrace it. That's <laughs> and right. they embrace it. Exactly. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, our community is fantastic. They um they actually helped me take the plunge when I went full time because my my community actually funded my first streaming PC. Oh, they funded isn't that a uh, crazy feeling? Oh, they're wonderful people. Absolutely wonderful people. They funded everything when I first got off the ground doing this full time because I was like, oh man, I'm gonna have to make some major investments if I wanted to really make good content mm-hmm. and do it full time and do it right. They're like, yeah, we got that. <laughs> yes. Like, oh my, my first PC was funded by my community. 
I went full time when I raised like four thousand dollars to go to the first TwitchCon. I wasn't even partnered. Yeah. <laughs> I raised that in a day. <laughs> like that's crazy. <laughs> so it's. Did you have that moment where you were like, "We're doing this. Like we're doing this." When did mm-hmm. you When did yeah. you decide to go from like just part time and working a job on the side and to like? I have to do this. I have to yeah. I have to go all in. So we made that transition when I hit 75,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, and I was uploading a lot and I, I had good uh, YouTube for all of its ups and downs. It, YouTube's pretty predictable, um, I would say. Like really? I can I can wake up in the morning and say I'm still learning YouTube. Okay. <laughs> if I if I post this video with this kind of with this kind of um, you know, gameplay and commentary on this topic. I can expect it to probably have 45,000 views in the next two days. Uh, if it's got two ads on it, I can expect this, you know, it's predictable. Sure. Uh, and so I felt a lot more comfortable once I sort of learned the ins and outs of, of YouTube. You know, if, if Twitch fails, um, that's okay because I can I can bank on X number of dollars if I invest this much time. And that's really what it came down to is like, if I if I um, invest X number of, of time, right, mm-hmm. then I know I can make this much money, and so that's why we we ended up making that plunge because I just committed to a certain number of uploads, certain amount of time invested each month, and I knew what that would what that would roughly come out to. So what was that? What what roughly is that number? Like, what was your sweet spot of like either hours on YouTube or basically videos on YouTube? Did you find that? posting specific days or did you find that posting kind of more when you had a video was better? Like what was that kind of sweet spot for you? I found that, uh, you just upload, you know, and a lot of times, um, I, I think people fall into this trap of, I just, I'm going to wait for inspiration to strike me and then <laughs> sure. I will, I will make so good me. work. So it's, <laughs> it's like, if I'm inspired, I'll make good work. But, uh, I forget the quote. There's a there's an artist. What is his name? Oh gosh, it's an American uh, painter, and I'm spacing on his name. Someone might know who's just listening. <laughs> uh, but I always I don't remember his name, but I remember what he said. He said, um, you know, failing artists wait around for inspiration to strike them. The rest of us we just get up and we go to work, and the inspiration comes, uh, you know, through the process. Oh, and sure. so that's sort of been my my approach to YouTube. It's like I might wake up in the morning and be like, I have 25 gigabytes of gameplay <laughs> and I have no idea what to do with it. But I import all the gameplay into my software. I start looking at clips and and dragging things and, and then dragging them back. Like, nah, nah, screw that one. But as you're going through the process, you know, you start to feel that inspiration. It's just sometimes you just have to go to work and then the inspiration will come. And, uh, and then there are other days, quite honestly, where you post content that doesn't feel inspired at all. Um, but that's okay. Because as you are continuing to make content, you are working up sort of the muscle memory of the trade. You know, it's, sure. it's all practice and you're, you're refining your style. Even when you don't feel like your work is inspired, it's still work and you still applied yourself to it and someone's going to find value in it. Oh my gosh. I, I think I can relate to that in terms of like, I edit a lot of clips for twit for Twitter. And so Mm -hmm. the more I've done it, the faster at it I've got. And then knowing to add different things to it and just doing it better. Sometimes the clips that I make that I'm like, wow, this is really lame. 
are the best ones. <laughs> you just don't know. Right. So, Isn't that funny? Sometimes you're like, oh, this one's a banger and nobody likes it. Oh my God. And then other times yeah. like, I had, we had a huge conversation about this the other day about like, just post it. You never know. Because like, mm -hmm. you might think it sucks, but it could be your best video to date. Like you just don't know. That's right. That's right. Wow. I'm learning so much. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I have some YouTube videos from Destiny and unfortunately for me <laughs> they're my reaction videos so sometimes for example when a character named saint 14 comes out and i'm like who is he um that was really <laughs> bad <laughs> but, but i just leave it because it's my reaction but i just right it's authentic the, the comments keep me very humble <laughs> people like your destiny playing you don't know who saint 14 you is destiny like <laughs> so i know who he is okay just so everybody is aware all right but i'm not judging when i first saw him i was like there's no way like what and so yeah they're like wow you how do you not know i'm like because titan sucked i don't know like i'll come up with anything <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> as i'm speaking to like mr dad titan over here <laughs> <laughs> well hold up i don't what know if i'm flattered class? or offended what is your class i've I should play everything. I play every subclass every week. I know that you like to like do the whole like I'm good at all of it, but like what is the one that you're like, all right, if I had this to pick is, one, yeah. If 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 Ash was gonna draw a picture of you as a subclass, what would it be? It'd be a Dawnblade warlock. That's right. You are a little bit warlocky, aren't you? Mm -hmm. I mean I I mean I, that's fine. I'm not a huge fan of Warlock. I'm bad at it, but you know what? They can carry. It's great. <laughs> Oh man. So, so yeah. So, so you kind of just took, hit the ground running with YouTube and Twitch, um, and just streaming in general. Uh, so how is it now? How is it? How is, it how is, how is just streaming in general and just like YouTube now? Is it, is it super different from, I guess that's my, my question is, is it super different from when you started YouTube? to youtube today or is it pretty like it goes up and yeah, down they, like there was that time where they like demonetize a lot of shooter games <laughs> for a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> and then it came back it feels pretty good right now you know quite honestly i think the biggest difference between now and then is that the value of content creators and influencers has skyrocketed in the world sure. like companies used to be mm -hmm. like You'd reach out and you'd be like, hi, I uh, make YouTube videos. Can I have like a microphone? And they're like, ugh, yeah, I guess. And then now it's like they're in your inbox like, hey, you're a YouTuber. You have influence. Can we send you a microphone and like, I don't know, maybe $1,500 to like plug our product in a video? Dang. And, that's so true. And you know, the, it's changed. Yeah, like it's things so have different. changed. <laughs> you're, you're now sought after because – you know, because of how many people respect your thoughts, your opinions, how many people, it's not just about views. Mm -mm. Um, and that's one of the things that people are trying to catch on to. Um, it's not just about views. Some people in the advertising industry have started to catch on that uh, they could pay somebody who has tons of views a lot of money to put their product in front of their community. And it might translate to zero sales, like literally zero sales. Yeah. Um, but what they're finding is is it it, it it really does come down to how much that uh, YouTuber or content creator on whatever platform it is, is respected by their community. 
And uh, if, if they've built a great community, they have great influence. So advertisers have started to catch on to that. So because of that, your value as a content creator, if you're a good content creator, who's not just out there trying to uh, make a buck, click bay and make a buck off of your, ad, your ad revenue, you know what I mean? But if people love you, trust you, respect you, um, your value is, is through the roof for companies. Wow. Yeah. Uh, just like, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, I think it's the most complimented thing that I've ever heard for me is that like, how do you have only a hundred viewers in your chat and how do you have 2000 subscribers? Like, how does that happen? You don't, Mm -hmm. it just, you don't know, like you don't know how you affect people. You don't know how you, you know, can change someone's life by just being live or what, or what you're saying or just how authentic you can be. It's just like, what is your tip on just being a good person? I know it's, I know it sounds crazy, but it is my most complimented trait and I have no idea. Like I, there's not like a, a rhythm or like, like a special sauce of like how to be a good friend. This is what you do. Like, I don't know. Like I just be nice. Like just be cool. (laughs) Just be nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have, I think it's really important for people to get in the right mindset before they put themselves in front of their audience. Um, I think it's, really easy if you if you're kind of rushing i found this over the years if i'm like in a rush and you know i just run downstairs get in my studio i hit the live button um i'm not very i'm not very good as a streamer when i do that so i've started to um actually have a, a real routine a sort of pre-game routine that gets me focused it gets me energized it involves exercise uh, often reading uh things that i do right before i go live uh, to make sure that my mind is sharp, my body is feeling energized, and I'm not slothy, you know. Sure. Um, what is your routine? Like, what are what are some things you do before stream to kind of prepare? Because this is something mm-hmm. that I have asked a few times on the podcast, and it's kind of a question that I've polled because usually I get, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like I, have uh, I just go live. Um, I have a huge routine, but like, what is yours? My routine. My routine involves two main focuses uh engage my mind and engage my body so uh i try to go to the gym you know a few times a week you know three to four times a week um before before stream it's 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 not after stream it's it's in the mornings after i drop you know the kid off at daycare go to the gym and engage my body um sometimes on the days i don't actually go to the gym because you know i've already done you know a routine back-to-back days, I need to take a break. I still engage my body in some capacity, whether it's stretches or push-ups or something like that, just down in the studio, just to wake myself up, you know? <laughs> do you play like Eye of the Tiger and just like do push-ups more like <laughs> a headband? <laughs> That's exactly it. That's ex- how did you know? I knew it. <laughs> I left my webcam on. Dang it. Um, and then the other thing is engage my mind. So before I go live, uh, I always do just, even if it's just, 10 minutes of reading. It's just something just to get my mind focused on something, you know, kind of kickstart it, make it think about something, force it to visualize something that I'm reading. What do you like to read? Well, uh, I usually start my mornings off with um, something that is uh, related to my religious beliefs, just to sort of keep me focused on what I like to hold on to, what sort of centers me, Sure. Uh, what kind of helps me find my identity and my worth. Uh, those are great things to start your day off with. Uh, anything that's rooted in your belief system, I, in my opinion, uh, if you have one. Otherwise, um, I, I enjoy good fantasy novels. Um, 
you know, I, I've read like, I've read the Lord of the Rings series like 12 times through. So really? I love that kind of stuff. Aw, that's amazing. No, that makes me happy because I've actually started to love reading and I've made it, made it a point to only be on social media 15 minutes a day. So it's been like, really? I've had, well, I mean, also being pregnant, like you just, you're too tired for everyone's kind of shit. Everyone's bull crap. <laughs> so you're just like, I'm just going to rest and try not to stress mm-hmm. out because, you know, there's someone in my body that I need to not give them a high cortisol and sure. <laughs> give them high blood pressure before they're even born. <laughs> like, That's right. Um, but yeah, reading has been a thing. Um, I mean, even for Christmas, Mr. Mav got me a Kindle, like the little paperback Kindle. Yeah. So that has okay. been really cool to try, but it makes me feel good that someone's reading. So if there's anything that you would recommend for people to read, is there anything that has like helped you or helped you kind of get lost? Like I know you said Lord of the Rings and that is like a serious reading material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or do you know what? the um, We've been watching a show called The Expanse lately. Me and my wife oh sort my of God, are like- We're about to start that. <laughs> Ah, oh, do it, do it, do it, do it. Uh-huh. It's so Mr. Mav is good. actually reading it. <laughs> I was gonna say that's uh, that's what I was getting at. It's actually based off a series of books. Oh so God. there you go. There you go. So good. Yeah, uh, we might be diving into that soon. So I'm excited for that. That's yeah, so we're cool. loving it. Um, let me t- let's talk about your wife. Okay. You you I can do that. Yeah, she's incredible, and she's oh like, yeah, and she's, she's a total babe. Yeah, she's. How did you? She's ha- a, how did you hook her? Like, how did you win? How did you get her? How did you like win the lottery? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I did. No, I tell her that too. <laughs> so basically, uh, we met in college. Um, she was a barista at the coffee shop, and I liked coffee, so I'd go there. And uh, you know, I was like, "Oh, that girl's that girl's smoking hot." That girl is a babe. <laughs> Like, that girl's a smoke yeah. show, as Mr. Mav would I'm put gonna, it. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to get more coffee. And so I did. I got more coffee. Um, but then, okay, so here, here's the story. It was, it was, it started out as that, you know, she's the hot girl at the coffee shop. But then second semester, sophomore year, sophomore year, on my birthday, I have a January birthday. So it was the very, my birthday was the very first day of class uh, for the new semester. And I had I had to just fulfill a credit in a topic I, I I didn't care for, and the only class that sort of fit that requirement was this journalism class, and I I hate journalism actually, um, which is so funny because you do like diet journalism. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly it's right. full circle, everybody. And I was like, I'm so not excited about this class, um, but I'm a I'm a sit in the front kind of person when it comes to class because <laughs> I'm not surprised. I space I space out sure. so bad. Like I if I if I'm not sitting up front, I will be in the back and I'll fall asleep, uh, and it's not good for me. I fail, so I'm always a sit in the front kind of person. So, anyways, long story short, I am late for this class, and I hate being late for things. It's very uncharacteristic for me. Um, and I come walking in the door, and they have already started. And it's it's a smaller class, and there there are only two seats left in the entire classroom. One is right up front, and I like physically started to move towards it because that's just what I do. And then out of the corner of my eye, I saw the other empty seat, and it was in the very back, 
And it was next to that hot girl that makes my coffee. Ooh. I was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> I was like, hold up. Wow, that's insane. So I, okay, I pulled universe. a 90 degree turn. And I went, yeah, and I went, I sat next to her. And, uh, you know, I looked, I looked forward to that class every time it, it, uh, it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? Class. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I was, I was jazzed to go to class <laughs> and uh, flirted up with her. I asked her out three times before she said yes. <laughs> Really? Um, she turned you down? Our... Yeah. Oh, yeah. let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, she was like, no, I'm good. She is. You know, she's she a little firecracker. She yeah, she didn't she didn't need no man. Um, you know, but eventually, you know, we became good friends and eventually she she did let me take her out on a date. And on our very first date, I got locked in a Starbucks bathroom. <laughs> the the latch broke literally broke and it stayed dead bolted on me and i was stuck in a starbucks bathroom for a while on our first date and talking to her through the door while they're like calling a locksmith <laughs> and then you so, smell like just a bathroom after then i'm just oh, you know no. it was wonderful yeah so great first impression in that capacity but yeah i mean we we dated for a couple of years got engaged um got married, moved to, to Michigan, good old Grand Rapids, Michigan, where she hails from, and I uh, fell in love with the area. Oh, Michigan. Um, yeah, Family in Michigan. We, love it yeah. we have two kids now. And wow. Living the dream. Yeah, seriously, living the freaking dream under a ton of snow. You Like, there's a ton <laughs> of snow out there. There can be, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, yeah the, the, it's the cold. frozen north. If no one knows where, where Michigan is, it's basically by the North Pole of America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could throw a rock at Canada from here. Okay, no. so fast forward to when you guys find out you're pregnant. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. mm -hmm, you kind yeah, of remember cause... that moment of like, honey, uh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> we were, what is that story because that is sort of where i'm at in present day with mr mav yeah. and like i'd love to hear your story with that we were so relieved because um it was a struggle for us really um, you know we saw doctors and and it just wasn't happening you know we really wanted it to happen but it we're like is this gonna is this gonna be possible for us I, Maybe. And you guys had been married for, or just even together for a while, right? Like, yeah. So between dating and and being married, we we had been together for. Let's see, when Grady came, that would be, he just turned six. Oh, so, kids are adorable. Yes, yeah, so we we've been together for well over five years. Oh, nice. So, anyways, so yeah, and then. We were we were very ecstatic to hear uh, about him and seeing the ultrasound and. Oh, how um, was it the first time you saw the ultrasound? Like actually seeing him for the first time. Mav, I am not. A <laughs> I'm gonna make you cry in this podcast. I am such a. I kept this all. I'm such a stoic person. <laughs> sure. Um, just not a crier, but uh, I definitely definitely teared up seeing him for the first time on the ultrasound for sure. Yeah, Mr. Mav did too. Uh, he was super emotional. I, like, you know who he is, uh, and it's really hard to break him, and he's very stoic, yeah. and he yeah. was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So that that's amazing. I'm so happy for you guys. Seriously. You have the cutest kids. So They're adorable. So you so then you leave the office and you're like, "Oh my god, we're we're going to be parents." Like what like how do you guys like who do you tell first? Like who did you tell first? Like what was like that whole thing? Like what yeah, what was like when did you guys start putting the baby stuff together and like all that stuff? <laughs> Well, yeah, my wife is definitely a planner. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it began right off the bat. Preparations were being made. She's so much better than me. <laughs> and she's, she is wonderfully maternal in that capacity. Always thinking about the kids. I forget everything. She, she almost never forgets a single thing when it comes to the kids. Um, always mindful of them, even before they were born. So... The rooms were ready, you know, the car seats were installed and, you know, all that business. Christmas was coming early. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so she goes into labor. W- were you there for that? Oh, yeah. Really? You made mm-hmm. it. You made it there for that. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. our biggest worry is he's not going to be here when I'm, it's like time. But you kind of have a well, lot of time, right? Like. Yeah, we had, well, okay, so with with my son, it was, um, we went in to be induced, so that's, I mean, oh, it, I, did I didn't have too. to, like, rush to be there, yeah, you know, it was sort of planned. We knew when it was going to happen, it's sort of planned, um, but then they told us that he wasn't getting enough oxygen, so they they needed to, they needed to take him, so they did, uh, he had had the cord wrapped around his, his uh, neck. Aww. And so uh, with with contractions, he was losing oxygen. So they didn't want to go any further with that. So, yeah, I remember when he was born, I was there in the in the opera. I remember that with, with both kids. Those are pretty special moments. Yeah. You're, it, can you kind of explain the moment where you saw him or you got to hold him? Like, there is that, I don't know if it's for everybody, but for me, there was that moment of like, holy shit i i know what love is <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that absolutely. moment just, just like that's... you're like i just met you but i i would die for you absolutely <laughs> yeah i remember holding him for the first time so your second yeah. one comes along yeah you find out you're pregnant were you trying for a second or did was that just like uh-huh, and it happened it happened fast so sure like all right <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, and we had our girl, and I was so happy. You know, we that was okay. <laughs> I think people there's a, there's like this negative, I don't know, idea around parents wanting a certain you know gender. I think Girls it's okay. Are fantastic. I mean, you're not gonna. I mean, you're still gonna <laughs> love a kid no matter what it is. But I think it's okay to go into it being like, I kind of hope. Okay, we had our boy. I hope, kind of hope we have a girl. I think that's okay. Yeah, one of each. And, you won. Yeah, and we did. You know, I thought it was gonna be a little girl, and. And uh, we were ecstatic. You know, I, I obviously wanted one of each. Um, and we now have our, our little our little princess. And she's <laughs> all about princesses. And the color pink and purple. And so I get to I get to live in that in that uh, girl world for the first time in my life. Um, <laughs> in fact, the the last video I posted on YouTube has some live commentary in it. And in it, you hear me talking. The guy I'm playing with, like, yep, sat on the couch and watched three episodes of My Little Pony this morning. It's fantastic. How awesome is it to have a little girl, though, to just, like, dad a little girl? Uh, Yeah, it's fantastic. Being a dad to a little girl is fantastic, for sure. 
and I, I get to sit in her little princess tent in her room and <laughs> pretend to sip tea. And... <laughs> oh, it's great. Man. So how was her coming into the world? Did she just like, was she just super sassy and just was like, I'm coming out now. Like, here we are. Uh, she, um, so yeah, she was, she was born C-section as well. Oh, nice. And, um, yeah, she, she was pretty easy. Um, she honestly was like we thought Bless when she was the second old, child. <laughs> yeah, we were like, oh, praise the Lord, she's gonna be so easy. And then now she's she's got that. She's she's still a sweetheart, but she's got that attitude. You know that sass. Yep, girls she's got three, sass. You know? She's, she's got like a it. mini mama. She oh my gosh, and we I recommend parents do this. My my wife does this whenever the kids say something that is just hilariously memorable. Uh, or just, you know, really just funny. She writes it down. She's got like a Google document. And so she just pulls it up on her phone wherever we are and just records <laughs> it. And so we have a lot of fun just going back and reading through those things. Sometimes I should bring Remember that time that he said or when she said this and we laugh about it again. It's great just to remember those things. That's so true. That's actually something someone told me recently to do. Uh, just because yeah. there are things you just are not going to remember and just because human mm-hmm. brains, but... Uh, yeah, that is a good, that is a good tip. Um, okay. So I'm like eight, almost nine months pregnant, super Mm -hmm. close to like being miserable, (laughs) not quite there yet, but close. Um, how was your wife's pregnancy? Like, how was it taking care of her? Do you have tips for anyone who is taking care of a pregnant lady? out there give us your best like (laughs) husband pregnancy tip because like i'm gonna bring this to mr mav (laughs) this is personally (laughs) for me but i'm pretty sure everyone has been kind of following along my journey a little bit so i know there's dads out there or soon-to-be dads or maybe they become a soon-to-be dad and this is out there for them so give us your best like new dad tip or like pregnancy tip or just like the whole thing yeah, there's. I remember one night it was a like a literal blizzard outside here in Michigan. Literal blizzard. So like and in June. My, <laughs> <laughs> my wife was like, "Listen, I need ice cream. I I need ice cream." And, and I bundled up. She's she's on the couch right now, smiling. Yep, this happened. Yeah, I I braved a blizzard. I was like, I didn't For skip a, a beat. I just, All right. <laughs> Go pull my boots on. I'm gonna get out there, and we're gonna go. I'll, I'll go get you the ice cream. I did. So, um, do you remember what she do ordered? It. Oh yeah, she likes she likes um, this ice cream called half baked. Oh, it's so it's good. Ben and Ben and Jerry. Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, my favorite men. And ben and Jerry's does not <laughs> screw around when it comes to chunks in their ice cream, like. They do not screw around. It's it's the size of like small babies, those chunks. <laughs> so Aww. that's what she wants. That's what I'm gonna go get. Sure. So I'm gonna go. So, yeah. so go get anything. Get the <laughs> go get anything. If they want it, you go get it. All right. And quite frankly, if you if you say to them you'll be fine without it, you don't wanna you don't wanna stay in that room. <laughs> so it's it's so much better for you just to get up, go and get it. <laughs> And then bring it back. And uh, if you cannot find it, you go to the next store. Because I had to do that. I, I I had to go. I went to two different grocery stores. Really? Yeah. 
in a blizzard. Yeah, the first one they didn't have it, and I was like, oh no, I can't go home empty-handed. I've, <laughs> I can't you know. go home, sir. You see, <laughs> my wife is pregnant. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, do you have any tips for? Do you do you remember the newborn zombie moment? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you don't really forget, team. but you like kind of don't remember. I feel like just because you're That's so right. sleep deprived. That's right. We we don't really do like what you might consider gender roles. Sure. Um, you know, we tag team everything. Sometimes I cook. Sometimes she cooks. Sometimes I'm doing dishes. Sometimes she's doing dishes. We we tag team everything. Um, and that was true during those those long nights too. Um, I didn't just lay there in the bed and sleep while the baby cried. And I didn't lay there thinking, oh, I can't feed that child. So I will just continue to lay here. Um, our, our process was baby cries. I get up, I go and I retrieve the baby and I bring the baby to my wife. And then, and then when the baby wants to go back to sleep, I get up and I take the baby back from my wife and I lay the baby down. So we tag teamed all of it. Um, and I think that, I think that was good um, for both of us because I think it's easy for men to feel like they're not involved or they don't need to be involved or, or maybe guys might feel like they're not needed. Um, but you definitely are. And so finding ways to contribute um, is really helpful. And it also makes her feel like I'm, I have a teammate, you know, it's, it post postpartum is, can be such a challenging time for women. Um, and I, I think, it's easy for people to take that lightly or to downplay it and you can't do that. So it's really good for a woman after, after she's had a child to, to have someone there that's really communicating regularly. Hey, I'm on your team. We're in this together. I'm helping you. So anything you can do to communicate that is definitely good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You said it perfect. I think it's so important to tag team. I think that's something that I'm so lucky to have now, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's so, it's so big. Even if it's like you're bringing in a glass of water <laughs> while they're feeding the baby. Right. Like that's, that's right. huge. Uh, anything you can do. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited for you. <laughs> so we just uh, hit 2020. Uh-huh. And you literally had a baby in the last 10 years. Tell me about 2020, the last decade. What is your, what is your like, your besides having babies, which is obviously the biggest life changing experience you, anyone will ever experience. um, What (laughs) are some of your favorite moments maybe in, games or your family or anything like what when you look back in the last 10 years what are you what do you like wow yeah i think it's i i love where we are right now i think people are often afraid of leaving their 20s and turning 30 getting my 30s um we love where we are now and everything that has happened to get us here um I love the stage of life right now. It's so wonderful to be a parent, a husband, to be in a fulfilling career, to live in in, in a house that we get to tailor make to our liking. And so looking back on this last 10 years, I see all the things that got us here. You know, the the high points would be having the kids, getting married, uh, the trips we take and the vacations, the conventions, 
uh, the turning points where we went f- from what I was doing to doing this full time. Sure. Um, yeah. It's been and, a crazy and now, decade. <laughs> yeah, it has been. And then now even having, uh, having my wife working alongside me with this and, and sort of tackling this together. It's, it's so wonderful to be where we are now and we're so blessed. Um, and so this, there's been so many high points in the last decade, just the goddess here for sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about working with your waifu. Um, <laughs> so you, I'll let you introduce this, but you have like a really cool event coming up and you and your wife announced that she's going to be helping you with your community and what you do full time, which is huge because she's been, she's seen everything. She's seen the beginning. She's been there through everything. You guys sort of tag teamed it because like having small kids while streaming is probably the hardest thing you could ever do. It's so hard. It's so hard to do. So my heart goes out to any parent, especially who started streaming and and they have small children because I, I can really, I understand. Uh, Tell me a little bit about the journey of just like content creation and you two tag, tag teaming it. And then when she decided to, to kind of, take off with you and then tell, then we can talk about your event. Cause that's pretty huge. Absolutely. Yeah. So she's always really wanted to be more involved sure. in um, managing our brand. But um, and she, she's been a working mom. She's worked a full-time job ever since, you know, we got married. So, um, and she has a, a background in like marketing and media communications uh, she even like co- co-hosted a, a local t- television show when we were in college, um, and so that's queen. that's really yeah. <laughs> I need to get her on the wonderful. podcast. Scooch that's over. right. She'd be way more interesting than I am. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Especially you get a margarita in her too. Yo, yes, yeah. tequila. <laughs> I cannot wait to have a drink. I'm not even lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand that. So, but anyways, you know, she was working in. Uh, basically internet securities and she's like how do i make this sexy i can't make this interesting <laughs> you know she's like trying to manage social media accounts she's like this is not fun or interesting um she's like i wish i could just work with you so now she does um and made that transition now she she helps um like manage my leadership team they feel more invested in more valued because mm-hmm. they're heard and they're responded to and it's so hard in when you're trying to solo manage a brand and you're like i have to manage a leadership team and a community and i have to come up with something interesting to stream and i have to edit a video tonight and i'm on this podcast the other night and you know so it's just hard. it's so e- it's, it's so, so hard, hard to do everything yeah and something has to come up short you know and it's, it's really easy for things like managing your leadership team to be one of those things that gets a little bit neglected. And it's so good to have her, uh, you know, checking our Discord and managing those people and uh, being involved in, in um, like, running. Like, she, she helps a lot with my Instagram account, and she hounds me for – she's like, Ryan, I need a clip today. I need a clip today. And it's like, I wouldn't get that done if I didn't have somebody there telling me, Ryan, I need a clip today. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, and sure. my Instagram has doubled in in size since she started doing that. You know, and so yeah, so it's so good just to have someone else that's that's there who's seeing things and, and maybe even like I've got I'm, my head is like down in all of what I'm doing, right? And she's kind of standing above it. She has a different perspective. She can see some other things in the peripherals and be like, Ryan, pay attention to this. Ryan, take a look at this. Your attention is needed on this. Um, she even launched this really cool. Uh, thing we're doing on my for my streaming community 
uh, for our supporters, my subs, mm-hmm. we have a private group. And she's she she had this idea and she pitched it to me, but it wasn't really a request. It was more like a, hey, this is the thing I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> per usual, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And like, I should agree with this because it doesn't matter if I do or not. But anyways, um, she's sending out care packages to, she's selecting um, a random supporter every single week. Um, and sending a care package out to them. It has custom made artwork in it that can only be found in those care packages and a handwritten note from me to that person. And that means that every now and then I'll just be walking through, you know, the house and she'll (laughs) hand me a postcard and be like, write, (laughs) write this. I'm like, who's it for? And she'll tell me who it's for. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, And I write something to him real quick. And she takes care of everything else. It's, It's wonderful. So people feel valued, they feel invested in, um, and they feel like they're really a part of the community. And that's that's all because of a, a project that she took on that's not something I would have otherwise done. Sure. Wow. Aw, let's go. Heck yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to so assume now, that she is helping you with the your PvP event, obviously. Which is mm-hmm. yeah, she's she created like the sign up sheets and which is all stuff that's just beyond me. I don't know, I don't understand all that crap. So she's like, yeah, I'll I make just want to shoot some guys, registration honey. forms. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, she's helped me out this event, and we're really really excited for it. It's it it has become the biggest. It is now the biggest Destiny tournament in the in the history of the franchise. There's no Destiny tournament that has ever been hosted in the history of the game, one or two. They had this many people sign up to participate. And, um, you know, we've got about 500 teams, about a thousand people wow. that are, that are competing in this. And it's, it's gotten so huge and we're so excited about it. And it's, it's different than the standard PVP tournament. Sure. It's, it's called play my way. Yeah. And you have uh, a whole Twitter for it and everything. We have a whole Twitter account. Where just all the information is rooted there. And uh, we're so excited for it. It's all, all custom branding and, and animations. And I even have a custom-made uh, green screen studio that's like got multiple layers. I can move around it. It's got a cool desk. And I'm so excited about it. Oh, wow. um, it was made by the guys over at Get Rec Labs, and they just knocked it out of the park. They're fantastic, and, uh, aren't they? Like, big oh, yeah, shout great. out to them. They actually helped me with my logo, and it was the labor of love. <laughs> but they, they have been amazing to work with. They're so sweet. Like, Yeah, they're great people. They've been great. And they do great work too. I've used them for several things, which is why I felt comfortable handing them this project, especially with their history in esports. And so. they're like their love for destiny too. Like it just mm-hmm. yeah. just like a they're just like a huge part of the community and it's just really cool to see them be a part of it too. That's right. That's right. And so this tournament is really um it's really different. It's got a rule set that is unlike any destiny's ever had because we're trying to target a different kind of gamer with this event um it really is all about using destiny your character in destiny as a canvas that you get to express your creativity on you know and and that's the cool thing about i I, in my opinion that's the coolest thing about destiny is that it is a blank canvas you get to have this character and you get to throw a bunch of stuff on it to make it so unique that it's it really does play the way you want to play and that sort of plays into the name of the tournament play my way so so many people are known for these really creative and unique play styles but they they don't ever really play out in the tournament setting very well because destiny is it's a competitive shooter which means there's always going to be those things that are on top and when you put people into a competitive environment they just they use those things and only those things because they they dominate cut they dominate yeah 
those items make the choice for the player. And so when we went into this tournament, <coughs> pardon me, we went to this tournament and we said, okay, here's what we're going to do. If there's any item, whether it's an exotic piece of armor or it's a gun that makes the choice for the player, it's out. So if the gun is so good that it makes the chase, the choice for the player, we're just going to take it out and, and that's going to free up the player to express their creativity. They're going to be like, oh, I don't have to worry about that thing now, so I don't have to use it. That means sure. I can maybe play the way that I, I actually like to play, you know, um, and express their creativity, bring some interesting builds, some interesting weapons. And sometimes that means things that people might call cheesy, you know, like people hate on like Yotin, Lincoln Green. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people hate on Yotin, but it's not banned in our tournament. You can use a Yotin if you want to. Do you want to be Mega oh, Man and fly around Yotin? and shoot fireballs at people? I don't care. <laughs> sure, Do it. Sure. And so I, I think because of that, people, that's why people are really rallying behind it. I, I think it's sure partly because of my influence and the size of my community. Sure. But I think when it boils down to it, the real reason it's been successful is because so many more people are like, oh, I can show people how I like to play. I, I can play my fun way here. And so we've had so many people sign up. They're so excited about it. And so are we. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit more about it. Uh, is it completely full? When is it going on? Yeah, it is. We cut off registration. It is full now. <laughs> like we're we're ambitious, but we are also <laughs> realistic. So it's it's the biggest tournament in the history of the game, and it's like, yeah, we we could reopen registration, get more people involved, but at the same time, we do want to ensure that the quality is there and that we can manage everybody well, uh, given the size of our team. Sure. So we cut it off at five hundred. Said, all right, we're just going to cap it there. That's ambitious enough for That's us. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of teams. There's a crap ton of people. Um, imagine that Discord has been a challenge, <laughs> and I thank God Almighty for my moderator team and their work that they've done there. Um, they're fantastic. So it, the qualifiers, we have two days of qualifiers because that's a lot of teams to whittle down yeah. into a finals bracket. So we have qualifiers um, February 29th and March 1st. And uh, we'll whittle it down to the finals bracket. And just under 40 teams will then progress to the next weekend. Sure. And uh, the following weekend, March 7th, that Saturday, will be the finals bracket or the, the final, uh, you know, 30-some teams will will throw down. Yeah. So are you going to be having a bunch of different moderators basically watching a private match? Like, they have to be streaming it? Or, like, what? How, like, how are you going to see who wins and who doesn't? Like, how do you... How do you kind of work through that a little bit? Like, how how's that going to work? Yeah, it's a real challenge. So obviously, we can't like live broadcast all the matches in the fire week. Sure, that's a whole lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of matches <laughs> lot of we training. have to get. So we'll highlight some of them, but uh, we do require that it, at least one person from every team does stream. It's a two v two tournament. It's not a four v four or three v three. It's two v two, so we can really focus on the players and their play styles. And we're really excited about that too. Yeah. But um, yeah. So at least one player has to stream, and then come finals day with the the last thirty some teams, uh, every match will be live broadcast, and it will be you know pro it's probably going to be around a twelve hour broadcast from start to finish as we whittle down all the teams to the the final two and let them go toe to toe. Sure. Oh, that sounds so awesome! Thank you so much for putting that on because. 
I have been waiting to watch something PvP going on because they're just the most fun to watch. Like the raid races are awesome, but they're also uh-huh. kind of curated to when Bungie decides to release stuff. And yeah. then people are already mid-maxing and trying to speed run <laughs> raids now. So mm-hmm. even doing like a fun, like, oh, we're gonna see who goes first. Like there's already people that are trying to beat it in less than a certain amount of time. So sure. having pvp kind of back because we really haven't had any entertainment or content for Mm -hmm. pvp uh that's right as as just a viewer i mean yeah that's one of the reasons we wanted to pursue it and especially with the timing it the tournament is basically it ends up being the week before the new season so it's like people are going to be ready to see something exciting in the pvp environment because right now there's really just nothing to play for yeah other than your own enjoyment which can be tough <laughs> in PvP. Yeah, and that, that can only take you so far. <laughs> you can only play, play in the PvP sand pit for so long. <laughs> That's right. I know a lot of people are pretty frustrated with the experience overall right now. I'm fortunate enough that, um, and this isn't arrogance or anything, but I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be talented enough that I can go in there and I can have fun and use different things and still make it work. But I, I understand that that is not the majority of players. So it can be an aggravating experience for many. Sure. My gosh. Well, as we wrap up, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure. Yeah. Is there anything that you would want to add to anything that you, is there like a, a stream tip or content tip or random like inspirational quote that you like or anything that you can kind of give to someone who's either just sort of listening just as a fan or as a viewer or as someone who is a part of your community and family or anything like. Yeah. The, 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 I think the best advice I could ever give anyone is to continue bridges. Honestly, it's all about building bridges in this industry. If you want to be successful and, um, just be excellent to other people, uplift other creators, promote their content. The The people that die out quickly are the people that spend some, all of their effort and energy focusing on them, their brand, and, and how they can get a leg up. They're often the first ones to fall down because they, they don't have another leg to stand on. Sure. And I think some of, the, some of the more successful moments in my career have come directly because of a a relationship that I had built with someone else, you know? Yeah. And so you're going to need those connections. So just be excellent to people, promote their content. If you see something good, call attention to it. Um, And if you see something bad, try to stay away from it unless it really does need your attention and your commentary. Those are some of the best uh, tips I can give people. Super awesome tip. Well, thank you so much. Pimp yourself out. Where can we find you? You're <laughs> everywhere. So yeah. just shout it all out from the rooftop. Sure, sure. If you want to see the my my videos that I edit, obviously you can find me on YouTube, The True Vanguard. I'm very active on Twitter, The True Vanguard, Instagram, which is True Vanguard TTV, which is funny because now you can find me live streaming on Facebook. That's right. <laughs> So, uh, yep, we're live streaming our our live streams on Facebook right now. If you just go to truevanguard.com, it'll take you right there. So everything is basically on your website, truevanguard.com. Just go there and you'll find us. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to uh, True Vanguard and I kind of chat about everything. I sort of just ask him the things that I'm looking for. As you guys obviously know, we've got a baby on the way and I would love to know all the information (laughs) I could possibly get. And it's super cool to talk to my friends. So huge thank you to True Vanguard for coming on the podcast. Thank you if you were listening to the whole thing. Make sure to share it. Sharing the podcast is the best way to support the channel and subscribing to it as well. And if you really enjoyed the podcast, make sure to go leave a review. You go leave your little five-star review. That is super duper helpful. It'll push us up in the algorithm. It'll sort of sh- sort of show Apple Podcasts and Spotify that people actually do listen to this podcast and they actually like it. So make sure to get involved and get active. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much. Also, finally, thank you so much to everyone at Patreon again. I really appreciate the support. Uh, this, this episode is sponsored by Patreon. So anyone who's supporting on Patreon, this goes out to you guys. Thank you so much.